Sit tight and hold on. Here we go. Let's go to the message this morning. Talking about being real. But we're looking at two men. First service, the Apostle Paul. Second service, Peter. Okay? Paul, first service, Peter. One religious, one wasn't. Both were lost. Both became followers of Jesus. Both were real, R-E-A-L. They were real men. And I want to learn from them. I want to be real. Okay? Something I've been on a journey for a long time, being real. It, it take, it, sometimes it takes a while to, to get comfortable in your skin, to know that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God made me. I'm from where I am. I am who I am. doesn't mean I can't get better. I and so, Lord, take my life and let it be. Amen? Consecrated, Lord, for Thee. Here am I. Here am I. Use me, Lord. Amen? So that's what these men did. That's what I want to encourage you to do. Now, this message is about pain and testing. What does pain and testing have to do with being real? Because every person on the planet goes through stuff. But if you try to hide it, oh, oh, you know, I'm not hurting. It's not, it's not right for a Christian to have pain, so I'm not hurting, so you fake it. And the world out there thinks you're a nut. I'm just telling you right now. I'm good, I'm good. No, you ain't. You got some issues, baby. Go ahead and let people know. It's life. You struggle too. That's part of being real. Pain and testing. Now, let's go to the Scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul, I speak as concerning reproach. As though we had been weak, howbeit wherensoever any is bold, I speak foolishly. I'm bold also. And Paul will write like that sometimes. If you want to go tick for tack for him, he'll go with you. And he'll tell you when he's talking like a crazy person. And when it comes to being bold and bragging or talking about things in your life, he's saying, you know, it's really foolish for me to even think about it. God gets all the credit and the glory in my life. But he's going to tell you a story. Something happened. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. And labor's more abundant. We want to sit here and go tit for tat. Listen, I've argued more. I mean, I've, I've worked harder than anybody. That's what he's saying. But he's saying I'm a fool for even mentioning this stuff. In stripes, you want to talk about being beat? I've been beat more than any of them. <laughs> Last week we saw he was stoned, left for dead, remember? In prison, you want to talk about prison? I've been there so many times, it ain't even funny, Paul says. Prison for preaching Christ. In deaths, often. What's that mean? I nearly dead so many times we don't even want to think about it. That's a man with some trouble, ain't it? Of the Jews, five times I received 40, uh, 40 stripes, save one, 39 stripes. Five times they beat me 39 times on my back with a whip with probably little pieces of glass in it where part of my back ain't there anymore. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Remember that last week? You had stoned. Remember that? Three times I suffered shipwreck. Once would be plenty for me. A night and a day I've been in the deep. What does that mean? Whole night and a day just out there. Floating, trying to stay alive in the water. Are y'all hearing me or not? What this will do to you and what he's trying to do under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is to get you to stop whining. You hear me, yes or no? You want to kill your testimony for the Lord? 
keep you whining up. You hear me, yes or no? Real people have problems. That's what they have. Christian people have problems. Y'all know that or not? You watch the TV preachers on TV, they're all happy, everything good. I don't know where they're living. It's hard in most people's houses. Y'all know that or not? That's why we're shocked when Christian people, our pastor has, str- has trouble in his home. Like he walks on water. Yeah, troubled water. Say, amen. I know it's tough today, guys. Listen, this is the Bible. This is the man that God chose to be the light to the Gentiles. The light to the... We should learn from that. He chose him to be the light, and he's called us lights, but we're going to fake our way through it. (sighs) Dumbest thing on the planet. I know he's flashing lights, and we just got started. (sighs) In journeyings often in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils by heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. You probably ain't had all my problems. That's what Paul's saying. In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and what's that last word? In what? Didn't he have any clothes? Stripped. Besides those things, all those things I just mentioned that comes upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Oh, and by the way, I was a pastor of a bunch of churches. So pastors, quit your whining. That's, a, that's for me right there. Amen? Say. Who's weak? And I ain't weak. Who's offended? So many people quit on God. Because they've been offended. Paul says, and I don't burn inside of me. There's not something going on inside of me. So I want to knock somebody out. You don't think there's something going on inside of me? He's just being real. I mean, you can't get more real than this right here. Yes or no? I mean, this is the Bible, but I mean, you talk about it. He's just unloading and just letting it all dump. If I much needs glory... Because he said, I'm a fool for even saying all this stuff. He said it. He said it right up front. I'm not bragging. I'm an idiot for even doing it. But if you want to talk about it, okay, here we go. But listen, if I must needs glory, I'm going to glory in the things that concern my infirmities. Well, there's a secret right there if you'll listen. I'm going to glory in my pain for the Lord. If I'm going to glory, he's going to get the glory. I'm going to tell you that right now. Any suffering I've done, he's going to get all the credit. Because he's been with me. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, he knows that I, I lie not. He says, you can check all this mess out that I put up there. Go ahead, check it out. If you need a road map, you bet you got to do some traveling, though, to see all this suffering. Because I've been all over, he says. In Damascus, the governor under Aretas the king kept the city of the, of the Damascenes with a garrison desirous to apprehend me. And through a wind in a basket, I was let down by the wall and I escaped even his hands. What a story. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that like a wild ride at Bush Gardens almost right there, isn't it? Woohoo! So, you want to talk about pain and testing? The Apostle Paul's being real. Paul said, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there, baby. I have been there. 
Isn't that great when you have the word of the living God under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, you can open it and find somebody in there that suffered like you suffered and like you're suffering. Isn't that the beauty of the Word of God? This is awesome. God will talk to you through your pain and testing. The idea of the message today is getting pain to work for you. How can I take the, I call it the crap in life, how can I take that stuff and get it to work for me? How can I get it to work for me for my good and God's glory? Amen? How can we do that? Having your pain and testings disappear probably means you're going to what? I just wish it all go away. You better quit wishing. You might be dead in a hammer tomorrow. I like that old verse, better is a living dog than a dead lion. Amen say. I'd rather be a living old mangy dog, at least I still am breathing, than that old dead lion. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. Keep looking. Now here, well-meaning Christian folks, this is we're talking about being real, guys. Well-meaning, and I've been at this a long time, so trust me on this one. I'm telling, I know what I'm talking about. Well-meaning Christian folk tell us that if we just have faith, you just have got to have faith. Your pain and testing will go away if you just believe, brother, believe. One of the saddest stories I ever heard in my life was a man right here in our church served in the military, was in Vietnam, had his legs blown off, crippled. Went to a church and they told him if he had enough faith, he could walk. And he tried, and he tried, and he just didn't feel like he was good enough. I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be hell to pay for people that do that to people. Did you all hear me, yes or no? You might not like me talking like this, but it's the way it is. You hear me, yes or no? Some pain you ain't going to get over. You're going to have to live with it. But the beauty is, He's going to be there with you through it. You're going to have a deeper walk than these folks ever thought about having. Because you've had struggle and you've had to lean on Him and He's had to be your strength. Y'all listening today? This is a big deal. This means something to me. This message means something to me. Keep looking. It sounds good, but I'm going to tell you something. If you just have faith, your pain will go away. It doesn't always work. And matter of fact, most of the time it doesn't work. It's not living in reality. Y'all hear me or not? Y'all are awfully quiet because I think, boy, we want our pain all to go away, don't we? Well, what if it doesn't? You quitting? How about if you could get that pain to work for you? How about that? Say, how about if we could get that pain to work for you? How about that? Yes or no? How about if through that pain you could become stronger than you've ever been before and go into a deeper relationship with God than you ever even thought was possible? That's what we're talking about. Now, in Paul's day and his culture, false apostles promoted their own agendas. It's nothing new. Through boasting, it happens today. It happened then. And uh, they were leading many astray. So Paul is talking about it. He's talking about this. He's entering into this. He says, I'm an idiot for even talking about all my pain. But guys, I'm gonna, he said, I'm going to go into it with you. Now this boasting that many of these others would teach caused many to follow incorrect human ideas rather than the truth of God. I say today, much of the church is doing the same thing. 
We're not following the truth of God. We are called for one reason on this planet, to save, to see people saved, to people, see people come to Christ. Y'all know that, yes or no? He didn't call us to make us fat and happy. You understand? You're fat and happy because you live in America. That's why you're fat and happy. Okay? He's called us to suffer. He's called us to be a light that shines for Him in a dark, dark, dark world. And He wants us to be us and to be ourselves. And He will use you. He will use you. But Satan wants to screw you up here. So not only did Paul one-up them through the listing of his painful and problematic experiences, he now tells us, now this is the crazy part I was getting to, he tells us an out-of-this-world and maybe even out-of-his-body experience he had. He had something happen to him, and he didn't really want to share it, but these jokers are boasting and they're doing all that, and he's coming at them toe-to-toe. But he does it when he's going to tell this story that I'm about to read right from the Bible. He does it in such a way, say it with me, that's really important. He does it in such a way to deal with what? Boasting and what? He's going to talk about boasting and pain at the same time. And he's going to give us a formula on how pain and testing can actually work for you. And this is an incredible message. Pain and testing. How it can work for me. So, here we go. He's going to tell you this story. What happened to him? Y'all ready? It's not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I can't tell you the number of people today that run around. I heard a word from the Lord. I got a revelation from the Lord. That's not what Paul did. It's not, you don't see it in the Bible. People use this idea today. I got a revelation. I got a this for the Lord so that you'll sort of look at them as they look better. They own this little one thing. You know, I got this close communication with God. He's talking to me about your life. If somebody ever comes up to you and says, the Lord said this to me about you, won't you just look at them and say, well, good, I'm glad you told me that. I'm going to find that in the Bible. I'm going to look that up in the Word of God. I'm going to see what the Word of God says about that. Amen. Say. And a lot of times what people will tell you, the same Joe on the street can tell you. Amen. Say. Not that hard. Paul wasn't big on that. I'm going to just tell you right now, the man who God used to write 13 books of the New Testament wasn't big about boasting about the revelation God gave him. He does tell you this one. Paul said, it's not profitable for me to glory. But I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay, here we go. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. I hope you're not going to sleep because this is one of the few times you'll hear this. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. Such a man was caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man. Whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. How that he was caught up into what? Paradise. And he heard unspeakable words. Say that last part with me. Which is not lawful for a man to what? To utter. Hmm. So... The man in the story, guess who he's talking about? Himself. The man in the story is Paul. 
But watch what he does. I think it's really important. Paul carefully speaks of himself. Say it with me. In the what? Third person as to not do what? Draw attention to who? He couldn't say it enough. I'm a fool for even telling you. I'm a glory in the Lord. I don't want to do this. I don't want to boast. He tries to say it. And now even when he's telling you the story, he don't even want to say his name. We should learn from that. Those of us who are in the ministry and things have happened in our life and we boast. I'm not saying don't be real. It's okay to tell your story. Make sure he gets all the glory. Don't embellish it. Tell the truth. Why did I say lost people are smart? Because lost people are smart. They'll see right through your bull. Come on. Paul was called up to heaven and he returned to earth. That's what he's telling us. Under the inspiration of the Spirit of God. This is written for us. No other apostle got a round trip ticket to heaven and, and back to earth. No other one it happened to. I don't know about you, but man, if that was me, I'd be going to Peter. If it didn't happen to you, it happened to me. I'd be going to John. Look what happened to me. That's not right, is it? So Paul said, you want to talk about bragging rights? And here's all these people teaching false doctrines and this, that, and the other, and glorifying man and all this mess. And he's hitting them head on. So the potential for Paul to have spiritual conceit was unbelievable. But he determined that God who revealed these things that he saw was the one who was going to get all the what? All the credit. Keep looking. The story continues. Of such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but I will in my what? Infirmities. Boy, he's giving us a secret right there. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But for now I forbear, lest any should think of me above that which he sees me to be, or that he hears of me. He didn't want to be put up on some pedestal because he had this experience with God. People build whole ministries today on television by some experience they had with God. Y'all listening to me or not? And they just rake in the money. <laughs> Paul says, man, be, be weary and be careful of this stuff. Keep looking. What this showed Paul more than anything, when he had this experience, he says... It showed me my weakness. This vision, this in the body, out of the body, whatever it was, it showed me my weakness and how really small I really am. It's funny, we have these maybe experiences in life and we get puffed up by them when in actuality it ought to make us smaller to see how big and how great God is. Am I losing you today? It's a little interesting topic, I think. It's, it's unusual. Verse 7, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of all these revelations God gave me, what I saw. Say that part with me. There was given to me a thorn in my flesh. Interesting line, this next line. Read it with me. The messenger of what? To buffet me. A lot of people today talk about pain and testing. They, they don't think Christians should have pain or testing or struggle in their life because, see, they say, well, that's the devil. That's the devil that gave you that cold. 
No, I think it's because you went outside barefooted. You understand or not? It's the devil that gave you that cancer. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after this is judgment. We're all going to die. I mean, I know that's not as hopeful a message, but you can be a Christian and have some problems in your life. You understand? And the lost world needs to hear that. The lost world needs to hear that. The lost world needs to hear that. That I am not perfect. I do, I do struggle. I have pain in my life. I've made bad choices. And guess what? Other people have hurt me. So that was giving me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be what? Exalted above what? Measure. He said, so I had some pain in my life. Now here's the question. Have you ever thought of your pain and testing as the pointed stakes that God is using to pierce your pride? You know when Jesus met Paul on the road to Damascus, he said something to him. Here he was, blind, he's down the road. He said, it's hard for you to kick against the what? Pricks. The pointed stakes. He also told Ananias later about Paul, he will be a vessel chosen to suffer for me. And so, have you ever thought about the pain in your life is the actual thing that can bring you to the end of yourself and God can use you in a greater way than you ever thought about because of your pain and struggle and because your pride has been totally obliterated? You understand? Do you let your pain keep you from being arrogant? Do you let your pain keep you from being arrogant? Pain and testings are a part of our lives. They always have been and they always will be. You ought to get Fox's Book of Martyrs sometime and just read about the men of God and the women of God down through the ages who suffered and were burned at the stake and boiled in oil for their faith in Christ. I guess they just weren't praying enough. No, it's because they were flaming fires for God and they stood for the Word of God and they stood tall and firm and they would even sing like Ignatius as they were tying him to the stake and he's burning to death. He was singing praise to God and people couldn't believe it. Many turned to Christ just because of the power they saw in that man as he was burning to death. Crazy. I don't hear these stories on TV. I'm listening. I don't hear about Ignatius. and Where'd he got They are messengers of Satan. Why is that statement used? Messengers of Satan to buffet me. They are messengers of Satan because Satan wants to use our pain. Listen to me very carefully. Satan wants to use our pain, which is a natural part of life, to thwart God's mission in our life. You're going to have pain. Okay? Because you live on planet Earth and you are a sinful human being with flesh. You will die. The soul that sins, it will die. And all of you are sinners, and I'm a sinner. But Satan wants to use what is natural pain to get you to not serve God. He wants you to get bitter. That's why we so often get mad at God for our what? Our pain and trouble. That's why false doctrines arise saying the Christian's not supposed to have any pain. They use a scripture like this, you know, messenger of Satan. Well, pain is natural and it's normal and it's real. But he hijacks everything. But can all things really work together for good in your life, even if there's trouble? Absolutely. Do you believe that? 
If the pain is gone, many say, I can glory in the Lord. I'll give a testimony to the Lord because all the pain's gone. I'll, I'll testify about to the Lord. A good God doesn't want us to have pain. That's what a lot of people say. A good God doesn't want us to have pain. God takes a lot of bull from us. You know that, yes or no? He sure does. You ought to be glad Gary ain't in charge. I'll tell you right now, I'd be zapping people left and right. Zap, you're done. Aren't you glad? It got, can we just thank Him for His graciousness and for putting up with our sorry tales? <laughs> Amen! Wouldn't our health and even our wealth be a better reflection for the glory of God? No, 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 no. If you never have pain and if you're wealthy as all get out, guess what? You cannot relate but just to a few people on this planet. Do you understand that, say? If you ain't never had no sickness, never had no problem, and never had no bills to pay, well, I'm sorry, most of us are like... <laughs> God can take your pain and turn it into gain for His glory. I love hearing amens because it's usually the ameners that have had some of the mans. And they've watched it happen. I guess pain and testings challenge us into the maturing and being more like Jesus. It's funny to me how that Jesus suffered, how that Jesus didn't have a home, how Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head, how Jesus had people spit on him, turn on him, every disciple he had quit on him. But somehow, though, now we're saved and we got the Holy Spirit and it's just all supposed to be good. I don't know. That's a fairy tale Bible you just wrote. Amen. Say, pain and testing is going to make us what it needs to do in our life. It's going to make us into more like the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of man. Being found in fashion as a man, he became obedient unto what? Death. Last time I checked, that hurts. Even the death of the what? You can't get more pain than that. Let that mind be in you. Quit wishing your pain away. It's all right to pray about it, but sometimes you just got to hush and go on. Amen. Say it is what it is. I'm, I'm going to get up here. I shouldn't do it this morning. I've had bad pain in my leg all morning. I've got a bad back. I'm going to have to have another surgery. Okay? It's going to happen. Guess what? I'm having a great time preaching with a bad, hurt leg today. So what? So what? I mean, let's have a raise of hand. How many got something that hurts right now? You got something that hurts right now. And guess what? Because I said I'm hurting, now all of a sudden you're relating better with me than even a little before. Let pain work for you, man. Now Paul prayed three times for this pressure to be removed. He said, for this thing I besought the Lord three times that it might depart. There's nothing wrong with praying for pain to be gone. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with praying for healing. God does, and He comes in and He helps us. It's amazing. But man, if He don't, don't think that you're a nobody. You are somebody with something that hurts that's going to turn out for great glory for God. Alright? Three times God said what? No. Well, God's a dead God. God never says no. I've done a lot today. Have you noticed? I don't even do that when I talk. 
It's a nasty microphone now. He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you. My, for my, this is a great verse. Say it with me. The whole verse. You ought to write it down. You ought to circle it. You ought to put it in the refrigerator. Here we go. He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul says, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest on me. I don't know if you're like me. If I didn't have pain, I wouldn't pray near as much. If I didn't have trouble in my life, I wouldn't cry out to the Lord like I do. When things are good, I've never rolled up in a ball on the floor and cried to the Lord. But when things have been bad in my life, you would catch me like that, just rolled up, just crying. Oh, God, help me. I can't make it. Do you think that when God sees you like that and sees me like that, at His feet weeping, that that brings Him glory? We don't quit, but yet we get on our face before Him and we take our pain and our trouble and our struggle and it won't go away. But we're going to serve, Lord. And through that pain, you get stronger. How many would agree with that? Through pain, you've been stronger. Look at the hands. Beautiful. Why did God say no? So often pain and testings create a building pressure for us to depend on God. The pressure. The pressure. It reveals our weakness and roots us in a deeper relationship with God. I think many of you, you know me, and if you don't know me, today's the first time you've ever heard me or watching online for the first time today. i got a feeling that most people would say, that preacher's been through some problems. He's had pain in his life. Now, many of you know a lot. It's made me a better preacher. It's made me a better communicator. It's made me a better person. You hear me, yes or no? I have a far brighter light after the pain than I did before. Boy, Satan hates that. He wants me to, you fill in the blank and moan. And I do sometimes. My grace is sufficient, God says. My question to you, is it? Is it? My strength is perfected in your weakness. Is it? Tough message today on being real, isn't it? I thought I could just get a shirt and walk out and I'd be real. No. Pain and testings, getting pain to work for you. Or do you have to come up with a new doctrine to do away with the pain like they do now in the days in the church? I'm going to tell you something. For some of you that are real church followers, let me tell you something. This new movement's only been out for about 75 to 80 years or so. You go back in history... You won't find preachers getting up and talking and teaching and books written and doctrines written that God wants you healthy and wealthy and prosperous and He that wasn't even out there. It's something that came along that is not biblical that is supposed to get away, get rid of pain. I don't like pain either. But everybody that ever said anything in the past about they dead now. You understand? Say. And I got a feeling it hurt. I'm just guessing. 
Come on, man, get pain to work for you instead of coming up with some new doctrine. I know that might be hard on some of you, but it's good for you to grow. Amen? Say, Paul realized God would give him what? How many didn't think you could make it, but God gave you grace, and you did? <laughs> Look at you people. Isn't that awesome? Look at the hands, the lights, the lights. Paul realized God would give him the strength. When Paul realized God would give him the power to press on, when he reached the end of himself, he tapped into something we all need to tap into. That's the beauty of pain. You get to tap into something if you keep your faith in God. He tapped into this. Can you say these words real loud? One, two, three. It's only God. One more time. It's only God. Woo! How are you making it, brother? It's only God. Did your wife come back? No, but it's only God. Amen. Say. Did you want to kill yourself? Yeah, but I didn't. Because it's only God. Amen. Say. Y'all hearing me or not? I know I'm a little crazy. That's fine. Lisa's a real crazy. It's all because of Him. It's all because of Him I've made it. It's all because of Him I'm still pastoring. It's all because of Him that I got up today. You hear me say, it's all because of Him. Don't believe the devil's lie that all that pain has to go away. You pop him right in the mouth with it. Amen, say. Coach, this is a good message, ain't it? <laughs> it sounds like the football field, don't it, brother? <laughs> Nothing worse than being on a football field. Some kid gets popped in the mouth and he whines about it. Didn't you know you're going to get popped in the mouth? Amen. Come on, that's life. His pain turned into gladness. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Say those two words with me. Most what? His pain turned into gladness. Joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Amen. In the M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, the morning. It's beautiful. And gladness, his gladness produced contentment. Watch this. Contentment. Therefore I take pleasure in my infirmities. What? In my reproaches. What? In necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. Say, here's why he took, that's why he took, uh, he was content. Say the last part with me. Because when I'm what? Then I'm what? See, when Clark is strong, I don't know if it's Clark or the Lord. But when Clark is weak and Clark is still strong, then we know it's the Lord. Did I lose you on that kind of funky theology? I am content with, what do you say, infirmities. That's sickness and weakness. I want you to know this. You need to get this. You need to see this. That's what the word means. I'm content with infirmities, sickness, and weakness. I'm content with reproaches. That's insults. Don't provoke them, okay? I'm content with necessities. That's difficulties. That's what the word means. I'm content with persecutions. That means when people mistreat me. I'm content with distresses. The word is pressure. Paul said, I'm content with these horrible things because when I'm weak, he's strong. I'm content. My pain and my problems work for me, Paul says, because they drive me to my what? I don't know about you, but I don't think most Christian people pray hard and strong 
unless they're driven to their knees. Maybe I'm just in, living in another world. My strongest prayers have always come at my weakest times. And then His strength comes. i got to quit, Raj. When I'm weak, I'm strong. True grace gives me this. Can we end with John Wayne today? We'll quit right here, Raj. True grace gives me what? Say it with me. True grace gives me what? Now, some of you are young. You don't know who John Wayne is. Let me tell you something. Go get you some old videos, and you get there, and you watch this man. I tell you what, when this man died, he was a Hollywood actor. When this man died, America cried. How many cried when John Wayne died? Let me see some of that. That's the truth. Look right there. True grace in your life. Not this made-up stuff. Not sending the check to the preacher and getting you a little hanky or something. Excuse me. I'm talking about you got there on your knees. You got there through tears. We're the only church that has the ghost in Mr. Chicken piano. Now, if you had not seen The Ghost of Mr. Chicken, that's another movie. You've got lots of things to do this week. Amen? <laughs> anyway, i got a hush. I think you got the point. Let's praise the Lord for His Word this morning. Amen? That was crazy. <laughs>